Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chels, your source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first. Coming into you on your speakers and headsets, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Jackie from Houston, I have Rahul here from Connecticut, and back as our special guest, I have Alex Mignola, uh, Mr. Pulisic CFC 22 himself, and today we come with you, we come to you with some grim news as Chelsea Football Club has decided to part ways with Frank Lampard. So just easing ourselves into this one, it's been a tough morning for all of us here. Rahul, why don't you give us your thoughts? Hey, Jackie. Um, a complete 360 from when we recorded last night, really. Uh, feeling excited yesterday, and it, it's been taken away, and, and I'm feeling so many different emotions all day, really. Um, and that's mainly because I'm not an emotional guy, but I just have all these things going through my head and, and my mind and, and trying to put them together. So I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm irritated, I'm frustrated. And above all, I'm in pain. Uh, in pain because we've let down our club legend, a player, and a manager who gave his everything to this club. And we repaid him by, by sacking him when he really hit his first rough patch. Uh, so I honestly wish him the best he he gave everything he could um and i know we will move on and he will move on too but hopefully he comes back in the future and and we can give him a proper welcome like we did the first time around and and make up for this that's all i can say i completely echo your thoughts there i echo your feelings i understand what you're going through but alex why don't you tell us how you feel yeah, I, this one definitely took me by surprise. I heard about this one while I was in class, actually, uh, on a quick break, and I looked at my phone, and I was absolutely shocked. Um, obviously, they said the decision had been made even before our uh, FA Cup win, but, um, I mean, maybe maybe in a similar way with uh, Thomas uh, Tuchel, but we had he uh, got sacked after a win, and Lampard, too, we maybe wasn't exactly the performance we wanted, but we, we got through in the FA cup. I wasn't really expecting to be blindsided by that. Um, so I was, I was, I for one was looking forward to see whether we, we could take our, uh, new found attacking creativity up a notch and, uh, bring it into the premier league. So that was definitely a disappointing way to start the day. Yeah. Very valid statement there. I just want to give a quick roundup of what I'm feeling like. I know I've echoed both of you guys' responses here, but I feel a little bit hurt from the club specifically. And I know the club don't owe me personally anything, but we all as fans were promised a project. We were promised some stability. We were promised long-term con continuity, which we've not just wanted, but we've craved as Chelsea fans because it's worked where we have a, f a new manager every few seasons. We've been relatively successful, but the heartache and the turmoil of changing managers and changing styles and not knowing if it's going to work, it really does bother me. And so this, the way this came about is very, very frustrating because hopefully we could have made it till the end of the season. And yes, agreed, Lampard's results recently aren't amazing, but it isn't like we were fighting a relegation battle just yet. So it's one of those things where if anybody at the club hierarchy listen, and I hope they do, Listen to your fans. We want some stability. Unfortunately, Frank did not get the stability. I'm not sure if we're going to get that with Chukal, who is kind of the announcement going around right now. But we just need to find some sort of pathway where we just stabilize the ship going forward. And really with that, Raul, I want to kind of get you to move into some stats you prepared for us and in honor of Frank, really. Yeah, so uh, again, doing this and, and really didn't think we'd be doing any of this today we recorded last night doing the fa cup review and, and looking forward to the wolves game and here we are completely like alex said blindsided by this news and, and doing this so lampard leaves chelsea uh, as a manager with 84 games played in total in about 18 months he joined in july of 2019 it was the 4th of july here in the u.s and i remember very clearly when the announcement was made uh, and today is January 25th and one of the darkest days in, in recent Chelsea memory. But 84 games managed, 44 wins, 15 draws and 25 losses. And like I said earlier, the real 
rough patch just came around at the last month and and that's when things went south and i i believe the writing was on the wall since then that this was going to happen yeah and it's unfortunate that it happened in the format that it happened in but i do want to take a minute to touch on a few things that frank has completed in his 18 months or so with us um and rather than dragging out on statistics and everything, because Rahul, I know you have some really good facts for us, but I want to talk about just the youth that he allowed to develop with Chelsea going forward. And specifically for any of our American listeners who are new to Chelsea, Chelsea have struggled in recent history to get a core group of English players coming through. And that's something Frank managed to do in recent times with, with regards to Mason Mount, who a shout out to him because he wore the captain's armband the other day for the first time, which is amazing. Tammy Abraham, who's definitely looking like a future center forward for us. You've got Reese James at right back. You've got Ben Chilwell, who he, he persuaded for months to come in. And, you know, he could be a future England left back for years to come. And not to mention Callum Hudson-Odoi as well. And even though this gentleman is not English, Billy Gilmore as well. So you've got quite a few core of the young youth coming out of Britain that he really helped nurture and and set Chelsea up for the next several years to come. And Alex, I just want to get your thoughts as well on, on anything you can say. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely that's one of the main highlights of Lampard's time managing here. And I think that's something that Chelsea fans, even those who I thought rather foolishly called for Lampard's head after just a few uh, negative results, um, I think every Chelsea fan is going to at least uh, subconsciously appreciate the fact that we now have an established core of young players who all grew up knowing the club, loving the club, and are now fighting for spots um, against some top quality international veterans. So, um, and I would say uh, maybe this is, this is something you were looking to discuss later, but I'd say certainly some of those veterans seem to handle uh, Lampard's tenure a bit better than others. I'd say, uh, those like Azpilicueta really embraced his his captain's duties. Um, I was said in some reports that he was doing his best to keep the team chemistry together, and he was certainly acting as a great mentor for Reese James, um, just one of the many uh, up and coming stars uh, who has really shown under Lampard. So I think I think I don't know. It, it's we've all known for a while that Chelsea's a toxic environment uh relating to uh managers the dressing room player power veterans everything it's we've known it's a toxic environment but to some degree trophies have just kept us smiling throughout the years throughout all that um but i think this is this is one where the fan base is hit a little harder because of that deep connection to lampard himself absolutely you couldn't have said it any better i think with that but Rahul, what's your thinking on the word he chose toxic? Because it does come with a lot of trophies. It does come with a lot of success. But Alex really summarized it well in the fact that this is hurting because it's frank. We've done this before. This is not the first time Chelsea have gone out and asked a manager who was trying to change for what is supposedly rumored as our owner wanting a wonderful style of football, a fast-paced control, scoring a lot of goals, and... When you seem to make that shift towards that type of football, it doesn't always go well because there are times you're going to get hit on the counter and there are times where there are other teams like a Manchester City, for example, who are better at it. But we seem to panic. And by we, like Alex said, there are certain segments of the fans and our board that really seem to panic and, and cut ties. That word toxic, you know, has come up, like you both said, for years and in, in for for a while, I thought we were getting away from it, especially under Lampard. I know we had our issues under Sari, where uh, the fan base in itself turned toxic towards him. But with with Frank, everything was some coming together. the 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 fan base was feeling united, even though recently it wasn't. Uh, the young players that you guys mentioned coming through. I mean, he gave the most minutes to young players. Of, of any manager in the last 18 months and, and any Chelsea manager in recent history. So all of that was hel was helping us see a turnaround in, in the way things were done at the club. But from the reports that are coming out of, of this was actually planned for over a month. And, and some, someone even said to a, a, a news outlet that as soon as the results go down, 
he's out. And this was said in August, even before a ball was kicked in the new season. There's some deep, deep issues within this club. And, and yes, it could be the players, but I think also the hierarchy at, at the club, the board members, the guys that report to Roman. I think there really needs to be a, a period of reflection. Yes, you fired another manager and you're going to start a new era, but at some point, this needs to stop and needs to change. And, you know, honestly, speaking about managers that have come through and going through tough patches, you can think of AVB in the past, Roberto Di Matteo to a certain degree, who, who, by the way, was a Chelsea man through and through as well. That one stung quite a bit. You can think of Scolari, but... On the flip side, look at our competitors. In no disrespect to Jurgen Klopp, he didn't win anything in his first few seasons. They weren't a powerhouse that they are today, and he's here, and, and look what the results have brought. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a lot of fun was made of him on the internet, a lot of fun made by pundits. Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's an amateur. And, and by the way, he came from outside England with his only coaching experience in mold, and he was able to bring that to Manchester United. Now you're talking about Arteta, who was an assistant coach for Pep for years. On this particular show, Rahul, I think you even said he needs to be gone. And and Arsenal looked at it and said, but who next? How does this vicious cycle continue? We've, we looked at the past. Both clubs did. So Alex Ferguson built a hierarchy. He built a club. He built a legacy. And he didn't start off well, give Solskjaer time. And now they're threatening to win the Premier League. Obviously, it's still early days. Arteta, oh, they're fighting relegation, get rid of him. Now they're creeping up on Chelsea. Now, it shows that this particular strategy of allowing a young manager who has that, in Lampard's case, blue blood flowing through his veins, the opportunity to really go through this process and rebuild this club, not just on a player level, but like you touched on, manager, like, hey, guys, this is time for us to settle together. I may need to tweak a defensive coach and I may need to change a goalkeeper, but long-term, I'm building the spine that we had from 2004 to 2012, which won us so many things. Yes, multiple managers came in, but when they allowed Jose to have that foundation for the three years he went and really put the squad together, it was the making of something special. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think um, the the fact that that Chelsea have yet again allowed another manager to succumb to that cycle of... Um, high expectations, immediate pressure, and then sacking. I think it's it's too bad. And you understand, I mean, you understand the desire for trophies. You understand the desire for success. Um, Chelsea are still, I think, either tied or might be just still a little bit ahead on being the most decorated club since 2000 in England. So it is, I mean, on the one hand, people would say, oh, you don't mess with success. It's something that's worked. But I think in that respect, um, Chelsea are better suited to that end game desire of winning trophies, but they're not quite there in terms of the, the beginning starting new projects. Um, and I think that's something that you see now too. Um, I was talking to my friend who's a big Liverpool supporter. Uh, and I think right now with Jurgen Klopp and some of his team struggles, you see that Fenway sports group is not investing in Liverpool. I told him specifically over this past summer, he was overconfident as they, as they were with their one league title in, in their 30 years. Um, and he said, Oh, it's fine. We're absolutely going to be challenging. We're going to be right at the top. And I told him, if you don't make big investments, you are not going to sustain the success. The team was great, but you can't be mentality monsters forever. You need to keep a bit of turnover and you need to keep up the ambition. And Chelsea have, the ambition, they maybe have a little too much turnover in certain areas. Um, so I feel like if you could just somehow combine that that Liverpool-Manchester City mentality, even now with Arteta and uh, Solskjaer, the Arsenal, the United willingness to start a new project and stick with it for a little while, even if things go south for a bit, if you could just combine that willing mentality to start a project and Chelsea's ability to invest repeatedly – uh, get a bit of club player turnover and just keep things keep things rolling, keep the trophies coming. I think you'd have an absolute super club. So in that way, it just it does confuse me um, why it seems that we're continuing down a short sighted path when a bit of long term vision has looked to pay off for a lot of our rivals. 
Absolutely. I love your comments. And one thing I want to say about that is as a fan, and I'm not going to speak for every fan out there, but supporting this club since 2004, when we were really getting into the height of our success, we got to a point, and I personally saw, we've won everything out there that there is to win. Do I want to keep winning these trophies? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely want us to see us lift another FA Cup, another Champions League, another Premier League, but we've done it already. So what is next? You can do the same thing over and over again. What I want to see next is the same manager building that legacy of when he leaves in 2015, 20 years, oh yeah, this manager took seven FA Cups, eight Premier Leagues, just like an Alex Ferguson or even an Arsene Wenger did. And that's something we don't have yet. Of course, this has worked. Absolutely, it's worked. But we've done it. We've been there. We've won everything. Now we need to change our perspective, just like you're saying, to go to the next level as a super club, which is consistently consistently doing it with a great manager and a core group of players. You guys to bring up some great points. And so I have some, some comments and questions for both of you. So in terms of investment, guys, we invested $224 million this summer. And and that I think was ultimately one of the the points that went against Lampard, and and the job he was doing. Uh, so my comment on this is: we would have spent money regardless of who the manager was. We had a ban the year before. We were going to buy this summer and going to buy heavily. My my only thing with the club is: you go out every summer with a new manager. Really, it was Conte one season. It was Sari the next, and then it was Lampard. And you're dropping. 200 odd million on players and then firing the manager six seven months down the line which means you're buying players for a system for one manager and then six months down the line you're saying well the new manager doesn't want these players i'm gonna go drop another 200 million that's no way to build success like you guys have said and to the point of jackie you saying 15 20 years i don't think that kind of loyalty exists in in football anymore and i know we say players aren't loyal but i think boards and clubs are ultimately just focused on the revenue part of it. And if you as a manager aren't doing the job that will get you in that top four, which is really a trophy these days, back in the day it was Champions League, Premier League, now it's make top four and then think about getting a trophy. So I think that that was really the decision that came down. it came down to was, are we going to make top four? The board saw we're five points off, really should have been eight after last week and, and it's still five and if we make the change now we have a half season to to catch up and 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 get in there i see your points i understand your points and i think it's evident that there's a disconnect between the board and the management and the players that we buy the loan system is a perfect example of players that one manager purchased another one came in i mean we just covered danny drinkwater in the last episode he was a, a you know a premier league winner and he was brought in by Conte, and then Sari came in and said, yeah, you just fit my, my style. Uh, Batshuayi is in the same boat. Ba- Bakayoko is in the same boat. I mean, I can go back in history and tell you. And to some degree, Petr Cech was brought in to be the continuous director of football that would help kind of plan this vision. Because you also have a hired a manager that fits the vision of what Chelsea is trying to do. So that's really the first part. I agree with you 100%. There needs to be some sort of communication gap there. And if Petrček is staying long-term, then he needs to be able to recruit the managers that will fit the philosophy of what Chelsea and the board have decided are going to go forward. With regards to your second statement or question, and I, I want Alex to jump in on this right in a minute, I think it really, it really comes down to, yes, there's no loyalty anymore, but 18 months? 18 months? I mean, okay, you're not going to go 15 years, but how long has Klopp been there? Five now? Pep? four or five now i mean 18 months and this is it's becoming very normal for us yeah i think that's that at the very least i would have expected him to finish out the year or maybe even um with all the buzz around him leaving maybe i wouldn't have expected it but i would have at the very least hoped for it because i don't think you can realistically have him do what he did last season which was take a few so-called championship quality players and no disrespect, but Keppa in net and get us top four. I mean, he was, he pulled a squad that was in trouble um, at a time when we desperately needed a manager into what, uh, as you guys have described is now 
seen as a, a very critical thing, the being in the top four, qualifying for the Champions League, obviously the revenue and the um, that's a big part of it now. But I think it's just, I, I don't see the point in hiring a manager um, for anything less than two years, because at that point, you can't even begin to pretend you're giving them a chance to show their vision. Um, and I mean, as as we've said previously as well, it was um, maybe even in the in the workings before ter- uh, form took a downturn, and it was always going to happen as soon as a few bad results came around, which is just even further a question of why you put yourself in that position in the first place. And maybe this is disrespectful to Frank and he wouldn't have accepted it, but I would say if you're not prepared to give him a complete full, no questions asked two plus years at the club, you should have solely given him his first year, his first task and said, we're not going to guarantee anything beyond that. Because if that's truly, I mean, if the board already in the summer, him having got us top four with no signings, if the board in the summer was already thinking, okay, let's make sure we have other options lined up. What is the point in that? I think at that point, you just, you have to tell Lampard coming in that your job is to save us this season and we cannot guarantee anything beyond that because I think it is definitely, I mean, I believe you said it, Jackie, yourself. Um, feels like the players and maybe Lampard too has been a bit lied to um, in that, sold that promise of a, of a project. And when it seems increasingly now like there wasn't really any huge intention of there being a massive project here anyways. Your analysis is 100% spot on. And actually, I was trying to jump in and say, I agree with you so wholeheartedly because there are two things here. If you're going to give the manager, in any manager's case, and we can go back all the way to Jose Mourinho, we give them three, four-year contracts. And in our mind, we're already ready to terminate them in 18 months. Why are we giving them three, four-year contracts? Why not do the one year and then you renew every year or two years and option to extend? No, we just go out and do the four-year. At the same, In the same breath, and I know Conte's numbers were ridiculous. I don't have them in front of me. But in the same breath, we say we need to get top four because of Champions League revenue, which granted it's several million, but we freaking pay out these managers millions to get them out of their contracts. And I'm going, if this manager stays, we don't get Champions League revenue, but we're also not bleeding money to these managers. And maybe they get a chance to go next season and really build something. And that's really an interesting point, Raul. I know you, you've you seen the Conte numbers last couple of seasons ago and what we paid Jose Mourinho in his first termination. You're talking about, you know, almost $100 million in managers gone. What are your thoughts on that, really? I, I just, I need to understand how this makes sense as far as the math and the board is doing this. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And it's all about short-term gains versus overlooking the long-term success like we've been talking about. It's always about... We're going to get a new manager every 18 months or a year, and he's going to get us to the next level, which is top four, or get us a trophy, and then the next season we're not going to support him. It's the same cycle over and over and over again. I mean, we fired Mourinho twice. And I guess the second time wasn't going well, but we didn't support him in in the summer before that season. So there's no like real logical or thought process that goes on. It's just... Oh, Kai Havertz is available. Seventy-two million. Go get him. Oh, but we won't give you money to buy a defensive midfielder in Rice. It it just doesn't make any sense. And and they tell you all these things in the beginning that oh, it's a project, and they sell you the dream. It comes down to if the club's making money and it has potential to make money in the future, the manager stays, and if not, he's gone. That's Chelsea summed up. Yeah, I think I think ultimately us as fans need to probably think for a minute and realize that Chelsea football club and every club out there is a business. And this is where I have to put my emotions to the side. And as much as I love Chelsea and as much as I love Frank, because he's one of my all time favorite players. I mean, I still have his Jersey with my name on it going back to 2005, 2006. I still have that Jersey till today, but you're right. Ultimately it's it's come down. It comes down to money. So Hopefully, someone in the board has done the math, they've figured it out, and they've said, you know, letting Lampard go is going to cost us X. Bringing another manager in who we should transition into now will bring us to fourth, will cost us or will gain us X plus Y. 
and we'll end up making a profit. And really, that's what we need to see as far as a massive business, not a football club. I, I agree. And, and just before we move on to the future of Chelsea, just the future of Lampard, I think he's got a, a great career ahead of him. And I think everything he did at Chelsea is not going to damage his reputation as a manager. I mean, it's, what he did in the first year alone is going to get him jobs and, and other other positions in the Premier League. So we wish him well. And, and, and I hope that he takes this time off for the rest of the season and spends it with his family. It's been a, a long and tough 18 months with the lockdown, with everything that's happened at Chelsea. And and he also has a new baby coming, so I hope he gets to spend time with, with him or her and, and comes back in the summer or whenever he's ready and has learned and reflected and, and can pursue a, another job and, and, and push his career on. Agreed, agreed. I think it's, as I said to some people on my, my Polisic account, it's nobody wanted it to end like this, but I'm sure this is not the last we will see of Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Um, so all we can do now is look to the future. And I think uh, I, I personally have some faith that Frank Lampard will at some point be part of, of Chelsea, Chelsea's future, not just Chelsea's uh, past as one of its greatest ever players and a manager who came to us and helped us out, gave it his all in a tough spot. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for that at the very least. Yeah. And I hope the, the PR stunt that was pulled off in the, in the statement that, Roman Abramovich is welcoming him back to Sanford, which at any point is actually true. Because in, in a few years, maybe five, six, seven years, ten years down the line, Lampard may be in a position to take this club to the next level and win trophies. So I really hope he comes back and, and until then, we'll wish him well. Yeah, just a quick thank you to Frank. Again, one of my all-time favorite players. Really appreciate everything you've done in the last 18 months. But now, gentlemen, shall we move on to the future of Chelsea and all the rumors are circling and both of you guys have dropped this name a couple of times and it seems as though that there's an agreement in place for Thomas Tuchel if I'm saying that right to Tuchel. take over Tuchel so Raul yeah. you've jumped in here <laughs> give us a little synopsis on this person uh, again nothing I'd planned to do and, and I personally have looked him up and, and seen his previous jobs, but his his most recent job was at PSG. He guided them to the Champions League final, which they went on to lose to Bayern Munich. Uh, and then he stayed there. He got fired towards the end of 2020 when he had a falling out with the sporting director at PSG, uh, Leonardo. And, and he came out and had some, some words to say that he just wants to be a coach, but there's too many politics at the club. Well, you're coming to Chelsea, Thomas, and, and politics is everything you're going to get here. So good luck. But he's a German manager, and, and this is a trend in football these days to to go with a German manager and German players. Uh, started by, I believe, Klopp and maybe even Guardiola when he was at Bayern, and, and that's trickled down into England now. But he comes in with experience from Mainz. He, he followed Klopp there when Klopp moved on and and then Dortmund he followed Klopp there as well when Dortmund and Klopp moved on from Dortmund and then he went to PSG so he's got some decent experience and 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 has a style of play I believe he plays a 4-3-3 but his choices with players have been a little weird in that he's played defensive midfielders in defense and center backs in defensive midfield so it's going to be an interesting to see how he puts our team together and, and what he does, but he's going to walk into a team that has some very good players and, and some young players, Pulisic included, who he's worked with at Dortmund. And and as much as I didn't want him to come in, I think he's coming in, so we've just got to back him. And, and it reminds me of Alex Ferguson's words, your job now is to back the new manager. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... It's a difficult one because I'll have to be honest, I don't know much about him. I think I've said that before. Going with somebody from Germany, he's got the credentials. He's also got, you know, the credentials of managing a big club with the politics. Yes, Chelsea do, do have politics, maybe different from what PSG bring to the table. Ours are maybe a little more subdued or under the table rather than more public. But Alex, I think, and I may be mistaken, but I think Pulisic actually got his debut under this manager. 
So maybe you know a little bit about him and maybe give us your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a strong relationship. And um, obviously, uh, Pulisic was going to be uh, classy today. And he posted a message saying he'd never forget the last 18 months. And he thanked Frank for the faith he showed in him. Um, so now wasn't the time for Pulisic to be talking about uh, Tuchel. But I think this is uh, definitely a potential to get him firing again. I don't necessarily think Lampard was the problem, if you could even say there was a problem for uh, Pulisic in, in some of the recent matches. But I think I think definitely this is not going to be a bad thing for him. Um, he, I believe, said when he was leaving Dortmund, um, or when when Tuchel was leaving Dortmund, uh, Pulisic made a statement uh, thanking him for always showing faith in him and helping him kickstart, really, his career and his uh, major recognition in the public eye. So um, Pulisic definitely has a good relationship with him. Um, and frankly, despite what a few media stories and people wanted to believe, I think Pulisic also did have a relatively strong relationship with uh, Frank Lampard. But right. I don't think he was the type to. I don't think Pulisic was the type to start any drama uh, about about managerial choices. But I think um, you're certainly not going to see a, a downturn in his form. I think this could be the start of something good if if we uh, hope to take the positives out of it. Yeah, and gentlemen, we actually have a decent core of German players, notably Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, and Antonio Rudiger, who seem to have been coming back from the dead. And, and the Frank, I've heard a lot of different rumors about the thinking behind that. I'm not sure where all this plays out. I'm not going to share any rumors because if they're un, you know, unknown, I don't want to kind of spread those around. But Rahul, do you think bringing a German manager is going to make a difference to Timo and Kai's form by any means? I certainly hope so at this point. I mean, we've fired Frank already, so... If they can't turn it around under a German manager, I don't know what else they need. But I think this is a good shakeup for everyone at the club. Not that anyone needed it, but obviously when a new manager comes in, everyone wants to give that extra 10-15% and impress and, and stake their claim in the starting eleven. So I, I am very interest, interested to see what he does with them. I mean, I just think back to when we watched, were watching that Spurs documentary and Mourinho walked in and, and had one-on-one -on -one meetings with Kane, Deli Ali, some of the, the better players in the squad. And I, I, I expect that to happen at Chelsea too. And I'm sure in those one-on-one -on -one conversations, there's going to be a need you to do better. And, 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 and in return, I'm going to give you everything I can as a coach to help you get better as well. Guys, I think this is also a good question for debate here is in the summer, there was a lot of conversation around PSG trying to purchase players like Alonso, purchase players like Rudiger, not necessarily for PSG, but Thomas Tuchel has been linked in connection with him. Jorginho was a big name on the list, potentially going to PSG. Frank's philosophy was very much youth driven. You've seen the resurgence of Mason Mount really taking ownership T Tammy Abraham, Reese James, do you think that this is going to be a completely upset or changed up 11 in the fact that he's going to go back to more senior players, players that he's tried to recruit, Jorginho, for example, who hasn't always played every single game. Maybe Rudiger comes back into the starting lineup. Alex? Um, well, I would say maybe one advantage, if you could call it that, of having had these uh, talks with uh, Tuchel for so long would be you would hope that the board, um, for however little we trust them at this moment in time, would have made very clear the expectations they had and perhaps laid out a few ground rules. And I think maybe at this point with a lot of Chelsea fans feeling a bit shocked, betrayed, blindsided by this, this Lampard announcement, maybe it's too much to ask for, but I would certainly hope that the Chelsea board, and I would even say I do have faith that the Chelsea board and directors with some of those names like Petr Cech um, in the staff, I would hope that they have made it clear to him that he can't expect a complete, complete upheaval of playing style um, or else what have we gained from these last 18 months except 
prolonged the collapse for a little longer. So I think, I, I think certainly without coming under heavy, heavy scrutiny, I don't think Tuchel's going to be able to say suddenly start benching Mason Mount when he has been maybe our best performer this season. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to suddenly pull Marcus Alonso back to left back over Ben Chilwell. Um, I, I think it would be very clear in those instances that it's favoritism and not on merit. I think maybe in a way this could inspire some healthy competition again. Um, there were obviously reports of certain players being disgruntled. So perhaps the fact that a new manager is coming in, now they all almost have a bit of a fresh slate. Maybe that'll get things going a, a bit more in the dressing room. Maybe that'll freshen up the atmosphere a bit. Who knows? Nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes with the players and the coach and the board. But I think that that would be my hope, that there is at least some sort of uh, discussion that's been had that he will not be completely overriding uh, the groundwork that Frank has laid here with youth. Yeah, I love your perspective. I think it's good to have you to give that different opinion and different view. It actually opens my mind up to thinking like that. Rahul, the resurgence of Alonso for you? No. <laughs> I, I plain and simple, no. We've seen what he can do. Uh, and I, I, I can't put myself through that again. Um, we have three good left backs and Alonso is the third choice in that. So if the other two are fit and ready to go, they, they're way higher for me. But, like always, I don't make the final decisions. And so if Tucho plays Alonso, then I pray that Alonso performs. I pray Jorginho performs. I pray Rudiger performs. And I don't even know what I would do if Alonso comes back and, and, and drops a 3 out of 10 and keeps getting picked every week. It's, it's just going to be very interesting and and some colorful words will be said in my household not on this <laughs> podcast so i for one understand both of your perspectives i think ultimately the way i look at it is these players are chelsea players they have contracts they're here to stay as a fan with all the things you guys have outlined do i want specific players to come play based on history no absolutely not i think it's on merit but again, with a new manager comes a fresh set of eyes. And this manager may see something that Frank didn't see. I'm not saying that I didn't agree with Frank because I, I did think for the most part Frank pink picked the players that were always performing for him. But you never know. Like you guys have both stated, Jorginho may train extra hard and, and get a starting point in the team. Kovacic has been out a little bit recently and he may come to fruition. It's just one of those things where I'm not willing to put the nail in the coffin for any player just yet. A new manager comes in with a different style. And if it happens to be Alonso playing at left back, hopefully that causes a lot of competition, not in an unhealthy way, but in a healthy way where I need to keep my levels up because the guy on my shoulder is, is the next man coming in. So I get both of your points. I respect both of your points. I'm still in shock, but I want to see that we move forward towards Wolves and make, make a good, good commitment towards playing an ex exciting game. I hope so too, and, and I'm sure Alex does too. And, and it's time we just turn things around and, and win some games. Like we said yesterday in a mid-season review, we've only won eight Premier League games, so we need to push on and, and get closer to that top four. But I have a question for you guys, and, and it's about Tuchel. And, and 18 months down the line, we're now in the summer of 2022, and... He's done, I guess he's finished top four this season. He wins a trophy next season. What next? Does he stay? Does he go knowing a board? Is it the same cycle again? I guess it's a very open-ended question for you guys, but just knowing our history and the way things are done, does, does he get more than 18 months, two years? Well, I think almost every Chelsea fan, certainly most true Chelsea fans, will have wished that it were Frank Lampard who got that opportunity to just show a little bit more of what he was capable of, maybe ride out one or two more little bad patches. But I think you just have to hope at this point, maybe set the sentiments aside and hope that no matter who it is um, looking now like Tuchel, no matter who ends up being the manager, I think we would all love to see Jackie. I know you mentioned that we at Chelsea have been 
almost craving some consistency for a while just to try to build a style and an identity and a core because it does seem like we we rode out a high with that impressive core um, from our first league title through 2012, 2013, even pushing with uh, the Europa League. And I think it's it's time we reestablished a bit of stability. Um, and if that means you have to maybe go one or two more uncomfortable trophyless years where you grind out the top four, but you're seeing true progress in play style, maybe in win percentage, maybe in how happy the players are, maybe the, uh, the manager's getting more pull. Maybe we sign Erling Holland out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, you know, if if we start if we start seeing something go right, it could be anything. It could be a big name signing. Um, obviously, Lampard. I think you do have to credit him for uh, all the players coming in saying he was instrumental in their decision to sign. But I think as long, I think it's always going to be difficult coming from Chelsea with this this atmosphere around the club and in the board and in the among the players. But I think as we just have to maybe reframe our mindset and start seeing the little bits of progress that uh, critics will never be able to appreciate, see the signings, see the, the increased team cohesion, just see the little things that, that say, you know what, maybe we can handle one year of not winning a trophy or something like that because – who knows? It may even be the smart economic decision if Chelsea is being run like a business. Maybe you go one year and you take a 10 million pound loss. And while some investors would freak out about that, perhaps that sets you up to, you know, win the treble the next year. Who knows? You you can't really predict it. It is, it's, it's football at the end of the day. It's, it's players out there. So, you know, Alex, I love having you on the show because your perspective comes from that of a level headed fan. And I think Rahul and I do have our passions and we do get frustrated, but we, for the most part, we do try to be level-headed fans. And everything you said is 100% spot on. But to circle back to the core of your question, Rahul, if in 18 months, where will it be? I think it depends on a couple of things. Obviously, success is important to Chelsea Football Club. That's first and foremost here. The board need to see some sort of results. And I'm not saying win the Premier League or win the Champions League. I think it's being competitive and going for that top four spot because ultimately there's a monetary value with that. But my concern here, and I hope to everybody who listens to this podcast, is we ultimately need to put our aggression and our frustration to the side and support whoever Chelsea bring in because this is shades of Rafael Benitez in the fact of when we brought in a manager... And, and Rafael Benitez, I apologize, because it's a slightly different story with the history and things were said, but it's a manager coming in after a manager that we hold near and dear to our hearts. So I myself personally, and, and I just want to share this with you guys, is I need to take off the goggles of Lampard, 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 but this is Chelsea Football Club. And whoever comes in needs to get the support because if the board hears rumblings and boos and upset, especially when fans come back, and Tuchel is just getting booed after boot after boot, not because he's performing poorly, because in all honesty, Rafael Benitez won a trophy. It's just they could not get behind him. The anger, the frustration just spread through the fans. And if the fans upset, you're never going to be successful. So I really don't know. It's a two-part question. You need to be successful, obviously. But we saw with Rafael Benitez, success isn't just enough. You've got to get the fans behind you. And to the, to the rest of the fans, Tuchel hasn't said anything to us. He hasn't done anything to us. I love Lampard as much as many of you out there. It's time to take off the goggles, let you know, let it go by, and let's support Chelsea Football Club going forward. I, I agree, and, and I hope the board, by their actions today, haven't set up Tuchel for failure with the with the fans and and the core group that you know goes to games. I mean, we put up a banner at Stamford Bridge that says "In Frank We Trust," and they go ahead and fire him. So. The board's not really there to appease to the fans, and I, I get that. That's fine, but still, set up your your club to be successful, in, in that there are no booze like you're saying, Jackie. So I hope that I hope so too. And, and as much as we're all hurting tonight, and we will be even for the next few months, the the sport and, and the game of football moves very fast. And in in a few months, we could be celebrating a trophy. Obviously, like Alex said, we wish it was with Lampard, but. 
a trophy is a trophy and, and, and we'll move on as a club. Yeah, I saw someone um, on Instagram, I believe, say that one of the best things uh, Tuchel could do coming in would be um, to maybe make some, some cursory comment uh, about Lampard to the fans to maybe just try to or at, at the very least, uh, it might have been. Uh, I'm not actually sure where I saw it. It might have been Twitter, but I saw something about uh, someone recommending that at the very least he try to acknowledge Lampard's work, um, acknowledge the feelings of the supporters who obviously didn't see this change necessarily coming. Um, maybe acknowledge that it's not an ideal time for a managerial switch to be occurring. Um, but I think with with maybe. May, uh, you would hope that he has advisors around him, and I know people have said he's a hot-headed person. I've heard uh, rumors about that, but I, I think you would hope that he is smart enough and he has people around him who would advise uh, a disciplined uh, and tactful approach to maybe just sort of provide some closure uh, to those of us who still definitely in our hearts are hoping, we're hoping Lampard could have finished out this season at the very least, um, provide a bit of closure and make sure we have the support of that uh of that group and to, i mean to that matter i think it will be interesting like you said that banner uh that we just put up i, I in in one respect it, it would be a little tough to have a banner supporting one manager as the next one comes in but i mean i don't know i i don't even know what the solution to that is maybe uh take a new flap of cloth uh with Tuchel's name on it. Pop it over just for now. It's a temporary fix. We know Lampard will be coming back eventually. Hopefully, I've got my fingers crossed. But I think, I think that's the best he could do right now is just come in tactfully, um, provide a little bit of closure, maybe, and then it just has to be uh, eyes to the future. And as you said, Jackie, just remembering that it's it's Chelsea Football Club, and and we're looking forward, not backward, at this point. Yeah, lovely comments from you there. Uh, it points to that we need to support the new manager, whoever it is. And, you know, honestly, just in closing, I do want to make sure that we go down the right path. We see success from this change because it would hurt a lot more if the change happens and we don't see success. And success doesn't mean a trophy, guys, and everybody listening. I think it just means some sort of positive flow towards what the ultimate goal is, which is playing attractive football, at least in the ma in the owner's eyes, and really competing for things. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Frank. Really appreciate everything you've done. I hope one day you listen I have not been privileged enough to meet you, but I know Rahul has, and that was obviously an exciting moment. But good luck to Chelsea Football Club going forward. I just want to mention one other guy that we haven't spoken of much is Jody Morris, and he was Lampard's assistant coach and, and been at the club as a player himself. So thank you to him as well. He's left with Lampard. I know Joe Edwards, and, and I forget the other guy, Barry Edwards maybe? I forget his last name, has stayed and and that's good to see that there will be some consistency in, in a core of English coaches that will be at, at the club. But Jody Morris, Frank Lampard, thank you so much. And I guess right before we finish this off, guys, we do have to talk about Wolves real quick. We touched on them yesterday, Jackie, but everything's changed and everything's different now. So do you still hold on to your 1-0 prediction, Jackie? You know, honestly, I think it depends on when the manager comes in. Having the manager come in makes a big lift for that first game. So I really I really want to stick with that one nail for now. I just don't know when Tuchel gets cleared to come in and if that lift is going to come in time. I think the players owe it to themselves. They owe it a little bit to Frank Lampard as well to perform for this particular game, regardless of when Thomas Tuchel comes in or not. But I'm going to stick with that one nail. We need a win. We need to move in that direction. I agree. Alex, you weren't with us yesterday, but... Any predictions for the game? We can't do a predicted lineup because we don't know who he's going to pick. But at least a score-wise, and, and, and do you think we get the first win under Tuchel? Or if he's not there, then and just a win after Lampard? Yeah, I think I was certainly uh, hoping for a win under Lampard, and I don't think that should change. If anything, as Jackie said, players do tend to get a bit of a lift from a uh, new manager for the first little period. Um, that honeymoon period where everyone's trying to impress the new coach and maybe they're excited about potentially a brighter future at the club. So I think um, I, I think I would have to go with a win, though. I, As we've said, I've got no clue what that margin would be by. Um, certainly we haven't been the most defensively stable at all times, 
uh, lately, but I would say maybe a win by two or three goals um, is realistic. I, for one, would love for us to to put this tough period to bed with an eight nil thrashing, but uh, I'm not gonna not gonna predict that at this moment. That would be one way to win the fans over. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went with the three one. I might change that to a three nil just because we're we're now a little more focused on on what's going on. But a win is a win, and we'll take it any which way it comes. But I think it's going to be an interesting few months to the end of the season. And, and like we've said all along, we wish Thomas Tuchel the best if it is him and he gets announced tomorrow. And it is going to hurt. It is going to be painful to not see Lampard on the touchline and, and in post-match games. But we will move on as a club and as a fan base. So, Jackie, any any parting words? And I just want to thank you guys. I think it's great to have fellow Chelsea fans to kind of talk these things out with. I love hearing your perspective. I love seeing that we all have a similar passion and love for not just Frank, but for Chelsea and want the best for the club. So really appreciate this podcast is not just for us. It's for the fans, for the listeners, people like Alex who come on and help us go through these moments. Really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. As always, I'd be happy to return. And uh, as always, uh, a great time. Just wish it were under better circumstances. We do too, Alex. And thanks again for coming on. And for you, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Tough times, but we will get through them together and, and wishing our club, Chelsea, the, the best for the future. And Frank Lampard, the very best in his personal and his professional life. We won't see as much of him as we'd like, but we're sure he'll be back. And, and we will be back to do a, a Wolves review and then a preview for the upcoming Burnley game on the weekend. Uh, and it will be under new management, Thomas Tuchel, like we've said, and, and if he comes in, then good luck to him as well. But in the meantime, subscribe, like, comment. It's at the Premier Chels. If you don't already follow Alex, it's Pulisic FC 22. Uh, and, 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 you know, we'll be back and, and we'll stick together. So thank you, guys. Take care and bye. Thank you all. Bye. Thank you very much. <laughs>